Welcome to your Tuesday edition of Transformation Radio. Cause we all make mistakes sometimes, and we all step across that line, but nothing sweeter than the day we find, we find. It's hanging over him like the clouds of Seattle And raining on his swag, falling deeper in the saddle It's written on his face, he don't have to speak a sound Somebody call the five, oh, we got a man down Now you can go and play it like you're all rock and roll But guilt does a job on each and every man's soul And when your head hits the pillow at the nightfall You can bet your life that it's gonna be a fight, y'all Cause we all make mistakes sometimes And we've all stepped across that line But nothing sweeter than the day we find Forgiveness, forgiveness And we all stumble and we fall Bridges burn in the heat of it all But nothing sweeter than the day Sweeter than the day we call For forgiveness We all need, we all need We all need forgiveness We all need, we all need Mr. Lecrae Mama told me what I would be in for If I kept all this anger inside of me pent up My heart been broken, my wounds been open And I don't know if I can hear I'm sorry being spoken But those forgiven much should be quicker to give it And God forgave me for it all, Jesus bled forgiveness So when the stones fly and they aim at you Just say forgive them, Father, they know not what they do Now you can go and play it like you're all rock and roll But kill does a job on each and every man's soul And when your head is the pillow at the nightfall You can bet your life that it's gonna be a fight, y'all Cause we all make mistakes sometimes And we've all stepped across that line But nothing's sweeter than the day we find Forgiveness, forgiveness And we all still and we fall Bridges burn in the heat of it all But nothing's sweeter than the day Sweeter than the day we call 
my name is Bobby Boehner, uh, Phase 2. I'd like to give an affirmation to Shannon Carpenter. Uh, we got off to a slow start, bumped heads a couple times, but working with you at Thompson's, I've come to, you know, just see how much a hard worker you are and just uh, just come to like you a lot more and just get that, that fellowship in during the day, bust out that work, throwing them nine-foot panels. Yeah, that's, that's what I got. Our New Testament reading for today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 20, verses 1 through 38. And here's what's going on there. The uproars usually cease, so be patient. But be sure to get ready for the next battle. Stay in the Word. Stay on your knees. Paul was going to Jerusalem. Along the way, he met with dear friends, ministered the Word, and even enjoyed a quiet voyage and a refreshing walk. God's servants need to get away from people and have time alone to think, meditate, and pray. Paul knew he was facing danger in Jerusalem, and he wanted to be prepared spiritually. Now, in his farewell message to the elders, Paul reviewed his past ministry, shared his present concerns, and revealed future dangers. If you want to catch the heart of Paul, consider his statements, Serving the Lord. I kept back nothing, that I may finish my race with joy. And he says it's more blessed to give than to receive. My friend, one day, life as we know it here will end, and we will have to give our farewell speech. Can we look back without regret, and look ahead without fear? Will we finish our race with joy, even while others are weeping? And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. June 30th, the New Testament, Acts chapter 20, verses 1 through 38. When the uproar was over, Paul sent for the believers and encouraged them. Then he said goodbye and left for Macedonia. While there, he encouraged the believers in all the towns he passed through. Then he traveled down to Greece where he stayed for three months. He was preparing to sail back to Syria when he discovered a plot by some Jews against his life. So he decided to return through Macedonia. Several men were traveling with him. They were Sopater, son of Pyrrhus, from Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derbe, Timothy, Antichicus, and Trothemus from the province of Asia. They went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. After the Passover ended, we boarded a ship at Philippi in Macedonia, and five days later joined them in Troas, where we stayed a week. On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. The upstairs room where we met was lighted with many flickering lamps, As Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, sitting on the window sill, became very drowsy. Finally, he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over him, and took him into his arms. Don't worry, he said. He's alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared in the Lord's Supper, and ate together. Paul continued talking to them until dawn, and then he left. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home unhurt, and everyone was greatly relieved. Paul went by land to Asos, 
where he had arranged for us to join him while we traveled by ship. He joined us there, and we sailed together to Mytilene. The next day we sailed past the island of Chios. The following day we crossed to the island of Samos, and a day later we arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail on past Ephesus, for he didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem, if possible, in time for the festival of Pentecost. When we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that came to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I declare today that I have been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, it's not my fault. For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, His church, purchased with His own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as elders. I know that false teachers, like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out! Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you day and night, and my many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God and the message of His grace, that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those He has set apart for Himself. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted him down to the ship. Today we're reading from Psalm 148, verses 1 through 14. We'll see that when it comes to praising the Lord, the psalmist will not permit anyone or anything in all creation to escape. Uh, the heavens. He starts with the angels, uh, then summons the heavenly bodies, and even includes the clouds and the vapors above the clouds. God created them, established them, and controls them. They should praise Him, and they do. And the psalmist includes the earth, whether the depths of the sea or the heights of the mountains, the winds or the fruitful trees, 
all should praise the Lord, and they do. When the weather is bad, it's good to know that even the storms fulfill God's word. And he includes mankind. Made in God's image, men and women have more reason to praise God than does any other thing in creation. And when you have been saved by God's grace, your motive is even greater. So, praise the Lord. And now from the book of Psalm 148, verses 1 through 14. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all the armies of heaven. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you twinkling stars. Praise Him, skies above. Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For He issued His command, and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey Him, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all the people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for His name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made His people strong, honoring His faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to Him. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 6 and 7. Fool's words get them into constant quarrels. They are asking for a beating. The mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips.
touched the scars upon his hands to see if they were real. He has walked the road before me. He knows just how I feel when you feel that there's not anyone who understands your pain. Just remember all of Jesus' suffering. Cause I have seen the healing hand of God reaching out and mending broken hearts. Taste and see the fullness of His peace and hold on to
Hey guys, this is Phil. I just want to give an affirmation to Pastor Tom Thompson for having such a wonderful vision and allowing us to be part of it. I have been so blessed since I got to the refuge ministry. I can't even explain it in two minutes. Um, it's amazing what's going on here in the future. It's so bright. Praise God. Hi, this is Dana Harbin. I just want to get an affirmation to John Sword out. Uh, thank you for over the weekend, man. You really helped me out uh, talking to you about with my, about my kids and stuff like that and the uh, little courtyard thing here. I'm going to have fun trying to one-up you every week. A uh, little friendly competition. I uh, love you, bro, man. Just stay focused and, you know, don't go nowhere. I'm glad to see that you didn't let that woman distract you. But uh, peace out. Hi, and welcome to Day 14 of Daring Faith Devotions. Have you claimed your inheritance? Listen to what Acts 20, verse 32 says. I commit you to God and to the word of His grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. You see, you have an inheritance coming to you. It's promised to you in the word of God's grace. Pretend that your dad is the richest man in the world. And he dies and leaves you in his will. You'd be foolish if you never took the time to read the will. You wouldn't know what was rightfully due to you. You wouldn't benefit from what belongs to you as a child of the world's wealthiest man. Now, when you become a follower of Jesus, you're not just a believer. You're a belonger. You become a part of God's family. And family privileges come along with that decision. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.11, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. But this inheritance doesn't come to you when God dies. He'll never die. The inheritance comes to you when you are born again. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1, 3-4, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. Now, what is that inheritance? Well, part of it is the promises in God's Word. But if you lived your entire life and never took the time to learn the benefits that were available to you as a child of God, that would be sad. It'd be foolish. God wants you to know what's available to you from Him. And it requires faith to receive your inheritance. You have to believe that God loves you and accepts you as part of His family in Christ. You have to believe that He will fulfill His promises and that your inheritance is real, not just some empty words to make you feel good when things seem bad. Get into the Word. Find out what is rightfully yours. And then, in faith, expect the best from God. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you that through Jesus Christ, we are now your children. I am your child. And that you have given me an amazing inheritance. Please open my eyes to see all of the riches in your word, that vast, overflowing treasury of your promises. 
And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned, and I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken, I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Amazing.
Thank you for listening to Transformation Radio.